0: This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode 577, brought to you by Harry's. Go to harrys.com right now and enter iFanboy at checkout to get a free trial set. That's harrys.com, code iFanboy. And iFanboy listeners just like you... Hello and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode 577. I'm Josh Flanagan, alongside with my co-hosts Connor Kilpatrick, hello, and Ron Richards. Hey, Joshy. <laughs> oh, uh oh. We're having a moment. We are iFanboy. <laughs> Uh, every week we read a stack of comics and one of us, uh, it's a rotating schedule, picks their favorite book from the bu- the books that they chose and then one that you people chose. Uh, and we, we call that, they, they pick their favorite one to call that the pick of the week. We're going to talk about that book. We're going to talk about other comics from this week. Uh, we're not going to talk about comics that you're going to be like, Why did you talk about that comic? I don't know, but we didn't and we're not going to. It's, it's been <laughs> 11 years and you need to get over it. There's probably a reason.
1: And listen, if you, wanna, if you want us to talk about a comic, we give you a way to tell us to. It's become a patron. Ways. Yeah, become a patron and vote. That's the, you know, like, uh, and if so, you have anyway. enough
0: other people who also agree with you in that specific week, then you've got a shot. But also, yeah. I would advise you to listen to the last 11 years of what we talk about and figure out maybe they don't like that kind of comic and that's why they don't talk about it. We try, but we cannot be all things to all people. That was therapeutic for me. This will be fun, though. Here's your spoiler warning. This is a review show. There will be some spoilers. Exercise your own caution in that if you have not read your books or you don't know what happened at the end of one of those movies that has a big twist at the end of it. Ron, Hmm. you had the pick.
1: I did have the pick, and uh, as I looked out on the horizon of the books that were shipping this week, I realized that I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be a bit of a light week. Um, and so as I dove into my stack, uh, there were some books that I enjoyed, but I was getting to the end of the stack, and I was like, oh man, I don't know if I have a pick. This is this is rough. And then as it happens, as I Josh, I believe this exact same thing happened to you recently. Uh, the last book I read was Black Hammer Number no. Seven by Jeff Lemire and Dean Ormston, and I was just enthralled. I could not put this down. This um, book is
2: so good. Did we about About it a lot. Um, Issue one was also pick of the week, I believe. But Yeah. uh, Uh, yeah. This is one of my favorite series right This now. is
1: and this is this and this and the thing was like it started off great and it was fantastic and there have been some great there was that great uh, uh, kind of anthology issue that that had a bunch of different artists and things like that but but right around like issue 4 or 5 I was like ah I didn't really have the same enthusiasm I had with issue 1 I was like this is going to be fun and good I'll stick with it but you know but reading Black Hammer number 7 I, just got me re-energized about it I was just like holy shit this is good um, Well this
2: is just one of the best issues in general and you know the book is called black hammer right and black hammer is the character who died the tit- off, off the screen. titular character died off screen before the book ha- started so we never we never really seen him other than in briefly in flashback so here we get the full-on black hammer origin we know who he is what's why he's important why the book's named after him and perhaps perhaps meet the new black hammer so
1: did you pick this or did i I love this issue, man. I know, I I know. I'm sharing your
2: enthusiasm. You're you're very enthusiastic.
1: (laughs) You're very enthusiastic. But yes, as you mentioned, this is finally we found out uh, who the Black Hammer was and what his story is. And it's told in a manner of a combination of present-day storyline where Black Hammer's daughter has uh, come to the town where the team is living and is finding out what happened to her father. Uh, And then also we get a series of flashbacks that show us when the Black Hammer got the hammer that gave him his powers, how he came to terms with that. And then the event that eventually caused uh, his the, the two events that eventually caused his demise. And my immediate thought after reading this issue, aside from going, God damn, it's fantastic, is that this is like this is some astro Astro City level shit going on here.
2: It right? is, but it's also funny that you know this is a tribute to older yes. Silver Age comics, but and Golden Age comics too. But we haven't really had straight up allegories yet. Until this issue, in which Black Hammer, Black Hammer is a new god and he's fighting Darkseid, and there's a Mr. There's a Mr. Miracle. Like this was like a straight up. Well, yeah, that new, I would, yeah, exa-
1: ex- exactly. Like, so, so Black Hammer basically, when, uh, so the 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 the, um, the the civilian identity of Black Hammer uh, is a social worker in a bad neighborhood in the city. Uh, a guy named Joe, uh, a, go- a do gooder, and he stumbles upon the Black Hammer in an alleyway, and he gets bestowed with these powers, and he gets immediately taken up to New World. Uh, Right. And he meets the other uh, heroes. And it's and what I got a sense of that you're right. There's it's there's 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 a mix going on here of allegory characters between new gods and Inhumans and thor and yeah. uh, you know, as guardians and stuff like that because like um you know the 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 leader of the new world is straight up like odin you know yes. like he you know he's sitting at a big throne he's got the kind of thing we have a mr miracle and a barda uh kind of you know kind of yeah. a- a- allegory we we basically have lockjaw
2: which is like, as a pug <laughs> yeah i did not know if you could do that he's okay. got the same little thing on his forehead yeah it's um
1: but you know, and and it makes you really wonder what kind of stories could Lemire have told if DC hadn't, you know, if he didn't, you know, not end up not working at DC any longer, right? If these are right. the kind of things he wanted to do with the New Gods or whatever, it really makes you wonder. Um, but basically, what happens is that the Black Hammer becomes a very, you know, a very Thor-like character, down to the point of hitting the hammer on the pavement turns him back into a civilian identity. Right. Uh, I was like, well, that, that's just directly from Thor. But guess what? It doesn't matter because this is still fantastic, and what this story tells is you have this Joe who is a social worker and has a wife, and and, and she gets pregnant, and they have a child, and you get the sense that he's constantly split between the needs of his team, the Light Riders – uh, from New World and the needs of his family back on Earth, and ultimately, you know, and he, you know, we even get a a moment in the in the story where you know the 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 dark side esque villain is uh, is uh, attacking New World, and he needs to go help, but he goes, eh, it's my daughter's birthday. I'm going to stay here," and he <laughs> Everyone, doesn't help. Everyone's
2: dying on New World. Yeah, and but and, there's a cake.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so he, and so the the consequences is that that villain destroys New World and then he comes for Earth and uh, Black Hammer is able to stop him. But part of the byproduct was that the uh, Black Hammer and the rest of the team are get end up in this town that nobody and that they're stuck in. And we find out what happens if they try to get out because Black Hammer, wanting to go see his daughter, tries to fly away from the town and gets eviscerated <laughs> in a great panel that shows yeah. him his whole body coming apart and then the body landing on the ground, the Black Hammer with a thud and the shocked look of the rest of the team.
2: <laughs> I will it, say this. I really liked Black Hammer as a character, but now that I'm looking back on it, as you described it, this was just a series of really bad decisions that he made leading yeah. to his death. I mean, his ignoring the, the crisis on, on New World for his daughter's birthday party allowed the crisis to come to Earth and put his entire family and his friends in danger, and then Racing off without without you know stopping to think about where they were uh, caused him to die very horribly. So it was just he's very impetuous. Yeah, and uh, well, I, but, but
1: I thought I thought that was a real human humanizing
2: aspect to it. Oh, absolutely. It's just yeah. you know, no, normally these people are very smart and deliberate, yeah. and but he's just like no, nope, gotta go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I really liked that. I really liked, you know, uh, uh, Starlock is the name of the Odin character. And he's like, you've got to come New World's under attack, eh, this cake and 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 he made that choice, and that that is that is the kind of that's that's why I felt like it had a lot of Astro City echoes. and and by no means do I think that this is a ripoff of Astro City or Jeff Lemire doing his own curpusick. It's as if Lemire's doing his own version his own you know Astro City esque. like I love these superheroes. I love these um you know uh, amalgams or I love these kind of the, the heart of these characters. This is my take on it. And you get that jeff Jeff Lemire sincerity and emotion that you know made us fall in love with him as a crater, you know, with with Essex County and things like that. So, I mean, this this really got me so jazzed about this. And giving this a bit of information about Black Hammer uh, really got me, you know, rejuvenated about the series, and I want to see where it goes from here. Especially now that Black Hammer's daughter is trapped in this in this town as well, too. Um, and it looks like she's an astronaut.
2: I sure, no, we, we, yeah. we don't know how she got there, so that's interesting yeah. too. And then I assume she will be worthy to pick up the hammer and become the new Black Hammer. That's just why I feel like this is going to go. Um, and also, just to note, if you haven't read this book, and this is also interesting to you, next week the tr- first trade comes out, so there'll be a good opportunity yeah. to jump on if you want to. Uh, also, that, I mean, we should talk about Dean Ormston's art. Who, um, he's used, he. I thought he's using a slightly different style right in the beginning, a little a little grittier. Because yep. um, at first I was like, is this a different artist? But it didn't switch back over. He's he's really really good.
1: Yeah. He's yeah a great he's got storyteller, than and
2: he's t- got a really great sort of style that that is a tribute to the old comics without. Aping the style. Yep. You know? Do you know what I mean? It's simple, but it's it still looks like an indie comic book. Yep. And yeah,
1: uh, he, he um he's really, really gotten uh, you could see him get like he started out. I really liked his style from issue one, but it's getting tighter, he's getting more comfortable with the characters. I you know, like his his um expressions and stuff like that, like he like like I said, that panel of the hammer, of of Black Hammer Dying and the old crazy guy in the spacesuit, just like that shocked look, you know. And and I feel like he compliments Lemire's work enough um, in a way, you know. Like this is honestly, I would love to see Lemire drawing this book, but I get it. Um, and I think he's a good partner for Lemire on this. He's so. a,
2: he's he's actually Lemire esque. That panel yeah. that you love so much, he's which very I assume, I assume, would have been your pa- and your panels of the week. Hey, we still be yeah. this because that's what I it's is is very that's very Lemire esque. The way his yeah. face is drawn, sort of slightly misshapen. Um, He's, and this is a book that needs a lot of good acting because it's a lot of people sitting around this town who are stuck, yep. and so you got a lot of emotion here. There's a lot of drama. There's the, the little girl is trapped in. The, there's a woman trapped in the little girl's body. There's all kinds of interpersonal problems, and so that relies on someone who can you know, convey emotion.
1: And, I love that little, I love the little girl character as well too. Just drinking the whiskey. It's just fantastic. She's yeah. She's good. Josh, uh, are you? Did you, you? You never. You never even started reading this, did you?
0: I missed the boat. I was gonna read this issue today, but I didn't. I didn't make it, so okay. I was not looking forward to the part where you're both like, "You need to read it, though." There's no, definitely, there's I mean, definitely. No, I didn't. Didn't say that. I know it didn't happen. So, yeah, like, I thought so, that part of the show that didn't have me, and it was pretty good. It could have been funnier, and it didn't really have that sort of angst for no reason. That like, where you can't quite enjoy it because you're dead inside. But that's. I mean, I'm sure there's another book that I would read that that we'll talk about like that. No, I think there was a point. Where with L- Lemire, like, I just stopped getting excited about the work. Um, yep. And I think a lot of that had to do with – I mean, it, to, li- to listen to you talk about this, like, he was a guy that was at DC and at Marvel, but working within the constraints of what they did, you got mixed results from him.
1: And well, this it's, is- it's, inter- it's, it's interesting you say that because – uh, well, I'm sorry, finish your thought, and then i have got to pick
0: well, up. Well, you know, so, so like, like I remember Animal Man was fantastic, and it was like, it feel, really felt like he was doing what he was doing. And then they were like, well, will you do this? And he, Sure, I'll do this. But it wasn't really a great fit. And I think with a guy who has a voice um, that is sort of specific and a tone, like a way that his comics feel, um, it doesn't necessarily fit into other boxes as well. And I don't know that that's a weakness. It's just a, it's a feature, really.
1: Well, yeah, and so so my follow-up thought to that is that um, uh, uh, if if I was able to squint really hard and read extraordinary X-Men number twenty, it might have been pick of the week. <laughs> and, and, and 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 that squinting would have needed me to ignore the fact of all the shit that happened before behind it and ignore the fact that most of the characters are nearly unrecognizable i don't know what's going on with colossus and nightcrawler these days from a costume design standpoint but if i squinted and just remembered everything that i love about the x men extraordinary x men number 20 would have would have scratched that itch because it was a great i guess the end of the series um, yeah, I, as the end of the yeah. series
2: because X-Men Prime comes out yeah. next week. Um, so
1: yeah, so the last the last issue, and basically it's the X Men, uh, t- you know, kind of you know wrapping up, mopping the floor at X Haven, the 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 mansion that they built in Limbo, which I still want to know how they built that. They never explained that. Um, and they're teleporting all the mutants that they were protecting in Limbo back to Earth now that the uh, that the Inhuman threat is over. And it ends with just the core X Men team that we know and love. And uh, Iceman has the great idea that before they head back to Earth, they should play a game of softball. Uh, And for a moment, again, if I squinted really hard, I could see Lemire doing a good job on the X-Men if he didn't have uh, the you know, the, the ridiculous editorially mandated stories pushed upon him as well as these ridiculous costumes. I don't love Victor Ibanez on the, on the art um, on this. There are moments I like him, but then there are panels and pages where I'm like, Oh no, no, please. But, uh, but you know, it shows the glimmer of what he could do. And I, we know he could do it. I just don't know why the publishers won't leave him alone.
2: Well, two, two notes real quick. One, they're, they're playing hardball here. I mean, she's throwing, she's throwing overhand and she's throwing heat. Yeah. Throwing heat. <laughs> it's a baseball um, episode. Sorry. <laughs> uh, But to what Josh said, Lemire has a, you know, for a man who looks like an accountant, he has a very (laughs) strange and disturbing sensibility and that manifests itself in really interesting indie work. Yeah. And it manifests itself in really interesting animal man work. And I think it worked quite a bit with his X-Men work. It didn't, I'm not talking about the crossover stuff, the stuff that was co-written with Soul. I'm talking about. That's
0: a tough minefield for anyone.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking more about this particular book, *Extraordinary X-Men*, which, which for me was the best X-Men, you know, book that had been coming out of the recent times. I, I thought when it worked, it worked really well. Obviously, it didn't work all the time.
1: Yeah, the problem was that it didn't work enough. I thought yeah, all new no, X- I thought all new X-Men worked more than this, but yeah. So, but but it, it was it was a close second. So, yeah,
2: for but it, that sensibility works for characters like mutants. But now he's, you know, this is this seems to be this the goodbye too. So yep. we're, he's done. He'll be he's doing Royal City and he's doing. Uh, Black Hammer. he's got other stuff coming out so yeah. you know that's that stuff that that's the stuff I love from Lemire anyway so
1: Yeah but I wanted to note Extraordinary X-Men number 20 because I, for, if anything for me it's just a real like a missed opportunity uh Lemire on the X-Men and it's just a bummer it's, and it happens it's just the way you know that that, that that's the game right that, and sometimes sometimes the pieces fall in place and you get a great run and sometimes uh Storm looks like a, a weirdo so
2: <laughs> So we had 3 DC books this week In Action Comics, 976, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, 17, and The Flash, 19, all connected. But the one we should talk about first is Action Comics, 976, which wraps up the Superman Reborn storyline, in which... So Josh, I want you to fact-check me here, because I'm going to try to explain what I think happened. You
0: fact-checked me in the last one, and and I was like, I think I was wrong that he was wrong, but now I don't know anything.
2: So it looks like in this issue, after... Jonathan the Jonathan's love brought the New 52 Superman and Lois Lane back into existence um they were all merged into one Superman so Superman old Superman and new Superman were merged into one being sort of in a, a younger body with the old Superman's memories and experiences and everything and same thing with Lois that's what I think happened is that what happened
0: no I mean, I mean maybe <laughs> I'm not saying that that's not possible but so last time I, I didn't put together that 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 was the other, that was the New 52 Superman and Lois. Because I just figured, and I still think this might be the case, that people just didn't get their shit straight on which costume they were drawing. Or if they did, why they were doing it didn't make sense. Because
2: that's the only no, because, marker. No, because if here, neither one of them know who he is, they're not in a relationship, that's that's, to the, that's the New 52 version. And then I thought his, that his parents, was His just... parents are the ghostly versions that are, that are there trying to talk to him. So they merged in this one? Yeah, and so if you look on page uh, page 15, you yeah. can see the ghostly versions merge into so, the yeah, back. Yeah, I
0: saw that, which also happened really fast. Yeah. Like, like that happened in one panel, and then everything was fixed, and I thought that was paced oddly. Like, I kind of yeah, remember so I, went back. Anyway, uh, I, I think the the point is, uh, Jonathan thought that Mitch's Pitlick had changed his parent, like had re- erased his memory from them. Right. And so that was information I thought was being relayed to us, but apparently that's not true, which is weird because right. they spent so much time talking about it.
2: So it was confusing. Like, he was scared that his parents, that he'd been wiped from his parents' memory when sure. in fact these are, these are different versions they're not his parents. And then and his parents merge into them, which is why suddenly the young version, there's that double page spread where he, he has all the memories of the old Superman.
0: Well, What uh, we have here is a storyline that didn't need to happen. I, I mean, and not not the whole storyline, but, like, that resolution of it is another one of those, like, let's just clean everything up and explain everything. A brand new dayism, basically. Right. And that – that take that out of it, and I'm like, all right, cool, this totally worked. I like the message. Putting – shoehorning that in there felt weird to me. And I didn't like this
2: issue as much as I did the last – I wasn't, like – I throw it across the room. And one of the new Superman's powers is to apparently manifest new costumes right away. Um <laughs> However, oh, I will skip. say this, I absolutely love this one, so oh. let's keep it, let's not touch it. Let's you see, a lot
1: a, a lot of people want to know about, you know, we got a lot of questions about the Superman costumes and things like that, so now you are happy with the state of his
2: okay. wardrobe. One change, I've got one note for Superman, okay. Next time, manifest the costume out of thin air, is, he, this is, and this is coming from, I think this first happened with Superman Reborn, or Superman Returns from the movie, is the belt shouldn't be the same shape as the the S crest. It's okay. weird. Just yeah. make it a circle. Make also, it a circle. Also
0: if that's going to when you sit down, that's going to poke you.
2: Poke you right yeah. in that,
0: the nut. that that uh, no, the upper, I mean that's I don't know how you're shaped, but
2: <laughs> I'm the, backwards. Yeah, that pointy, you know that's not going to yeah. work. Unless it's cloth. Anyway, the point is, I don't like the double S crest. Anyway, but other than that, I love... It's basically the old suit without the trunks. I don't mind that the trunks not being there. It, it works for me. However, the main thing, the main important takeaway from this, which leads to the next two issues, is that Mixis Pidlick was very upset this is happening because he was going to be angry, he being the one who changed everything. And then it's heavily, the guy in the hooded robe is, is shown, but we are also shown the planet Mars, which is where... Doctor Manhattan went at the end of. Dun, uh, dun, dun. What that was? I mean, yeah. I wasn't clear what that was. Yeah. So this is a heavy, and this, and that, heavy that, illusion.
0: The hooded man—that's Nick Fury. Yeah, it's Nick <laughs> Fury,
2: or it's Osmandius or whoever. Who knows who it is? But uh, the heavy illusion is that the architect of the New Fifty Two was in fact not Barry Allen or Dan uh. It was Doctor Manhattan, and he is on Mars, and he's going to uh. be angry that all this has happened. Ah, uh, uh, the button. So countdown count to the button. So this is also alluded to in Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, in which I actually really like. Oh, well,
1: well, okay. Was well, really wait. Weird. Well, hang on. Okay, so for transition to Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, uh, Corp course. Corp, corp, oh, that's great. Thank you. Uh,
2: Classic <laughs> Ron.
1: Classic. Um, I I I was I had put this in our little – as we planned the show, I had planned this for our second segment or third segment, what we normally call the short section, where we're only supposed to talk about a book very briefly, purely because I wanted to needle Connor over the fact that we now have classic Kyle Rayner costume back, and I know how much he loves that.
2: Well, look, you can totally do that, but I it, I bumped it up to this segment because it's related, because in this issue – uh Kyle Rayner the White Lantern is tr- supposed to use his power to resurrect the blue lanterns, and anyone yep. who's not reading this is rolling their eyes out of their heads, and i I understand yep uh, but he can't because something is blocking him, yep. and that something or someone is probably also dr manhattan so
1: Why, where um, did you where okay, so where is the illusion that it's dr. Manhattan because I read this, and I did not get
2: that it's, and it's I, not I, I could be it's not that it's called it' that, it's that someone or something is blocking this, and it's it happened in three comics, and it was and action, okay. was, action was okay. the one where it actually uh, was, you know, where, where it was actually discussed.
1: Well, I'll, give, I'll give it to you though. I'll give it okay, because because now that you say that, that does give context to a page that I did not quite know what was going on. Is that when, after Kyle attempts to do that and then loses the connection with his ring, his ring explodes, and you yep. see the Red Lantern vomiting blood again, but then you see Barry. Uh, the, the Flash stopping, saying something's not right, and then a hooded the hooded man yep. in a dimension beyond space-time saying so many questions, and right. I have many questions as well about this button. And then uh, the White Lantern ring uh, dissipates and forms into a red, a yellow, an orange, a green, a blue, an indigo, and a purple ring, and they all go off trying to find uh, new people. So the White Lantern is now gone, and of course the Green Lantern ring lands on Kyle's finger, and he gets classic Kyle Rayner costume back. So, Which, you know,
2: I hate, I hate I, with A Thousand I Blinding still, Sons. I, you um, hate the costume or you just hate the mask? I hate Kyle Rayner with A Thousand Blinding Sons. Oh, but, okay. Here's a question. Um, if basically costume, a Heat member. He based, I, we, we, we've been discussing this literally since college, Josh. You no, know, I know I'm. I, just, I, just, I may member. have blocked
0: it out. I want to do a podcast where I just put you on with Ron Mars right now.
2: Because <laughs> I can make that happen. I don't really care. I mean, I don't care enough to actually debate. I don't really. I mean, you know why? I just was. A Hal no, Jordan, I, just, right? I, no anyway. I wanted
0: to. I am picturing something that's more like therapy.
2: Like, were you <laughs> just like,
1: I, I? This is how it made me feel.
2: It made well, me he, feel really sad when Hal Jordan was not in the cartoon. In Hindi.
1: Here's my question, though: Is that if if this Kyle Rayner costume was on Hal Jordan, would you like it or dislike it?
2: Then I would have to talk to Ron Mars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're dodging um, the question, and, and uh, I wouldn't no, the costume is what it is. I, you know, it's 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 a dumb '90s version of a, of a Green the, Lantern. This the sad truth of it is, is that that this
1: is this is my Green Lantern.
2: I know, but that's how you it's came. A lot of people's Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, and also up also with. Kyle, Wally, and Connor Hawk, and those—I'm sad for those people because they have that, that was me. Four that was of imitated versions of the real heroes. I, I feel. I know. I get. My, uh, also,
1: also, Kyle's got a Nine Inch Nails T-shirt on underneath that costume. So he's, let's he's not an aging that. hipster. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> my uh, my younger brother uh, sent me a text like uh, after I put that Judd Winnick interview out. He has no idea about the real world because he never watched it. But he was like, he wrote my favorite Green Lantern uh, series because he likes Kyle Rayner. That's his first Green Lantern. Yeah, he geeked at me about that, so that was odd.
1: Cool. And then in the Flash. Well, so now also the Flash wasn't meant to be in this longer section. I was just going to make fun of the fact that there was a coloring mistake on page two, but clearly, (laughs) Connor, you've got you've got something bigger going on.
2: Well, I mean, let's talk about the coloring mistake first. Uh, Did you you see Did you see it as well too? Page two. So
1: so the so the issue opens up with a single a full page uh, splash page with. Uh, Barry Allen as the Flash tied to a post on the left. Uh, Captain Boomerang tied to a post in the center. Oh, I see it now. Kid Flash, Wally West tied to uh, the other Wally Wally West 2 tied to a post to the right of Captain Boomerang. Then you turn the page, and it's a long shot, and you see a firing squad lined up against them. But now Barry is on the right, and Kid Flash is on the left. And I literally went, what? And I went back and forth several times and realized that as I zoomed in on the panel as well, too, uh, it's clearly drawn as Barry and Kid Flash, but the colorists uh, screwed it up.
2: So Well, maybe they're really fast. Um, maybe. I, I did enjoy the fact that they don't have the lightning bolts and dumb lines at all, except for on the boots, until they actually start running again. Um, which, was gr- which
1: I thought was also I wanted to discuss, which was great. Um, so even, though, even though this is a, this issue has split our duties between uh, yes. Jesus Moreno and Carmine DiGiomenico, and I like DiGiomenico better, but n- neither here nor there.
2: So at the end of this issue um, – Something happens in Iron Heights. I'm not sure what's going on with the guy in the, meta, in the metal suit, but it, it ends with a big uh, flash of energy, and uh, the reverse flash from Flashpoint shows up. So this is the one yep. who, literally from Flashpoint, the one who bought, battled Thomas Wayne Batman and was killed in the Flashpoint story. So he's back. Yep. So everything is... The point is, the reason why these are all related is that everything is coming apart. Yes. And the reality that Dr. Manhattan created... I'm just going to say it because that is what they're going to do. Uh, or someone in the Watchmen created. It's got to be Dr. Manhattan. He's the only one that can do it. It's um, coming apart. And so that's all leading to what, some resolution sometime.
1: Uh, and we also got the big reveal
2: where Barry tells Wally who he is. He, he reveals a secret identity. which is. I thought I thought it was a good issue. I thought um, this was a good week. I thought all the comics we've talked about so far were good. Have been, we're good. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So um, now then that leads us to Iron Fist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now before we talk about iron fist number one which uh written by ed brisson with art by mike perkins uh clearly designed to pick up on the fantastic momentum set forth by the iron fist netflix series which just seems to be universally beloved
2: uh, um, we'll Talk about that later
1: um i do want to give them credit uh for naming the letter column everybody was kung fu writing
2: is that the end of your review? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what made me really sad about this comic is that I really like Iron Fist. He's one of my favorite. I'm going to be generous, say C-level characters. And wow, um, I love Power Man and Iron Fist, and I love that version of Danny yeah. Rand. And if the, if they're taking, they're killing that book to split it up into so, to solo books, and this is now the way we're going, I'm going to be very sad because. I love the sort of puppy dog Danny Rand who runs around yapping around Power fit, Power Man, you know, like the guy who won't shut up while Luke Cage is getting annoyed. This is like angry, angst-filled, super serious Daredevil from, you know, from the Brubaker Bendis run version of Iron Fist, and I just didn't care.
1: Yeah, and, and, and not only that, but it's brooding, older, yeah. powers failing, you know, and it—I mean, it, this was fine. It just didn't—it lacked any of the excitement that I've had about Iron Fist in recent
2: uh, time. So. It just wasn't. Well, after everything that's been so good about it, it's what it was—not what I'm looking for. Well, <laughs> Connor, I? I don't know, if, Connor, I don't know if you realize there's a TV show. I know. On Netflix. I know. I know. Yeah, anyway. I have a question.
1: <laughs> have either, yeah, sure. I, and
0: I don't need a review, but have you guys started watching that show? No. No, no. not yet. Okay. Okay. And I assume there's not a lot of enthusiasm for it.
1: I'm pl- No, I've I've just been. I I just that's, I've, that's I've been very 100% busy because
2: of schedule. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's been 100 because I started watching last Friday and I literally didn't have time because some stuff that came up. Yeah.
1: I think I might be diving in actually today. To to tell you the truth, so, I
0: don't yes. care about watching it. I'm going to watch that Stooges documentary. I'm going to watch that. Sure. I'm not yeah, sure.
2: watching Iron Fist. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I Is that, are you miss- preemptively taking yourself off the review show?
0: Then I, I totally am. I'm never going to finish it. Like Thanks, I still haven't fairly. finished Daredevil season two.
2: That's fair.
1: That's yeah. No, it's it's it's, no. Get me wrong. I mean, I I feel like out of all of us, I I'm probably been in the best position to binge a thirteen-hour thing, and I'm and I'm finding hard to get the motivation to do it. Defenders, I'll be all in on day one. But Iron Fist, yeah. But Iron Fist has been a has been a. It's already a slog, and I haven't started yet. So uh,
0: anyway, I like this issue. I'm not saying it's my favorite thing ever, but I, I do like that. I mean, I get what you're saying about it's a self-serious thing. I don't even want to replace that other Danny Rand thing, but I feel like that exists well in a setting where, like, you have a certain kind of creator and art, and he's he's with Luke Cage, and it works that way, and we did, I mean, this was, there was that really good, was it Fraction and Brubaker with David Aja? Yeah. It was a pretty self-serious one, too. It was sort of a kung-fu-y kind of thing. Um, it wasn't even like this, though. I mean, that was not No, was I, I, I know Kung what you're saying, Fu. but I like given what Iron Fist is and, and like this is a sort of like Ronin on the road after his time has passed and he needs to get his mojo back I don't mind it like I don't it's not it's not the end it's not this is how I want Danny Rand to be but I, I kind of liked the thing where he was going to fight a bunch of people and it wasn't working out and and uh, you know it's a pretty straightforward kind of kung fu-y story but I, I didn't mind it I'm not saying I want to read it for you know more than four issues or something like that but I I was I was intrigued enough. I haven't read a ton of Iron Fist in my life. I don't think I don't I don't have. He's one of those characters that I don't know has a a personality that should be a certain way. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a bunch of characters who we know pretty well, but then there's other people. You know, there's your uh, there's your Ray Palmer. There's your you know like, you know, they've, there's been a bunch of different versions of him. And and when a writer puts them in as sort of the fifth or sixth seed on a team. They they write them how they want to in that respect, and I think Iron Fist is a little like that. Um, yep. th- I mean, there is absolutely a precedent, and if you read the stuff from the seventies and Heroes for Hire, I'm sure that's what people think. You know, he. And I'm not. That's, I'm not that's, saying that's not what that's, showed up in the la- the latest series. You know, in the in the Power Man Iron Fist
2: book, that was a new thing. I'm not saying that it's not matching up to some definitive I- Iron sure. Fist.
0: No, I no, what I know. What I'm
2: saying is, I really liked that version, and I'm also annoyed that they're, they're getting rid of that version to replace absolutely. it. Like, absolutely, it's I, a double-edged sword. And I'm taking it out in this book, which may be unfair, but I am. But and maybe I would, I'll read the second issue just just to see how I feel. You know. But what I further. would say
0: is, I have a feeling that that other version of Iron Fist, when done by anybody else in any other book, would have would ge- would be frustrating. It's mm-hmm. like when other writers try to over Robert Downey Jr. when to- Tony Stark shows up. And you're like, just stop. It's not, yep, it doesn't yep, work. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. And I think that that version of Iron Fist would be like that, uh, or, right. or or uh, Hawkeye. Uh, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. When anybody else writes him, is, it's almost frustrating when Matt Fraction does, but when anybody else does, it's just unbearable.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I think it feels like that. Anyway, uh, so I, I didn't mind it. It was, it was fine. It was nice to see Mike Parkins. I don't feel like
2: I've seen him in a little while. Um, okay. But it, it was yeah, no, the art. I liked the art. Yep. I liked the art. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to talk about Harry's. And guys, uh, before I leave the house, the last thing I do is I make sure I shave my head with my Harry's Blades. It's gotta actually, be. It's gotta
1: be. It's gotta be hairless, right, Connor?
2: Yeah, I got to be completely hairless, like a baby seal. Are baby seals hairless? Um, what's really interesting is with all these Harry sponsorships, we've been talking about Harrys amongst ourselves uh, more than I think we ever have. But this week we were discussing what do we get in our different boxes, and I changed my order slightly just to change up what I was getting. And that's what you can do with Harrys. You can go to the website and you can add what, add or take off whatever you want on your on your monthly orders. And I do that because the shave is so awesome. And it's smooth, and I, I don't cut my head nearly as much as I did with the old razors, which, if anyone knows who's ever cut their head before, it's, it's a pain in the ass. You don't a lot of blood. Long, Actually, it's a pain in the head. a lot of blood. It's a pain in the head. So uh, that's why I'm a big Harry's fan. And why? Well, because Harry's includes five German-engineered blades, a lubricating strip, a flex hinge for a comfortable glide, and a trimmer blade that I know Ron loves for those hard-to-reach places. Right, Ron?
1: Oh, my sideburns have been so thankful for the trimmer blade.
2: The mm-hmm. iFanboy Slack channel is not nearly as riveting as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a weighted ergonomic handle, and that, that handle is a, is a big deal because that, that little gripper, blade, gripper handle... Saves my uh, saves my having to get on my hands and knees in the bathroom floor.
1: That that was a well, all right. We we'll leave that one alone. That was a real game changer for you, Connor. I remember the it day was. that happened. You 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 ran right to the computer and then ch- chatted to us guys.
2: This handle <laughs> is something to be. We gotta we gotta tell people about this. We gotta get the word out. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but uh, there was a brief concern that i had lost my travel case, but I found it. Oh, oh, thank you. The, the little, little, hat case, and you can also buy those on the website too. I found yeah. all, all kinds of things this week when I went to the website to change my my box. Uh, so that's what Harry's gets you: a great blade with great design, and all of this for two dollars a blade compared to four dollars or more you'll pay at a drug store. And you also don't have to feel like a criminal trying to get into that glass case. So now Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades and the quality of their products and their shaving creams and all that kind of stuff, they want you to try the most try the most popular trial set, absolutely free. Comes with a hand, razor handle of your choice comes with five-blade cartridge and a shaving gel. And it's free when you sign up. Just pay a small fee for shipping. And to get all that for free, you go to harrys.com slash ifanboy. Do that right now at harrys.com slash ifanboy. And then you can talk about it on your Slack channels with your friends. You should you should just buy more blades at that point because you're just going to end up doing it. Yeah. yeah. You might as well. So now I only wanted to mention Detective Comics 953 because it had my favorite page of the week. Oh, wow. And that's um, The first page – I think it was the first page when – uh, Detective Gordon uh, Commissioner Gordon is called back to duty from his vacation and uh, he shows up in a, in, a, in a Hawaiian shirt and complaining how he was going to get tan in, in Jamaica and that's okay. it it was the, just the first page, angry Gordon in a Hawaiian shirt, complaining about how he had to stay at the Bloodhaven Hotel to get back to Gotham from his vacation and it just made me laugh for about two minutes and then I kept to read the book I did eventually drop off this book I know I just couldn't I just could uh, not care I got it. That's a good. You missed Commissioner Gordon in the Hawaiian shirt, though.
0: Yeah, I, I, I I didn't. I just looked at it,
1: so I got it. Um, (laughs) Right. Um, I'm still loving Reborn number five from Miller and Capullo. By the way.
0: So, I just read three of them. I caught up. I was. I did three, four, and five.
1: Yeah. I think this
0: book might be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Like it feels really obvious. And I and I and for a little while I thought, well maybe there's sort of something deeper to this, but it's really just like like when they got to the point where like the girl from high school was mad at her, I was like, "What's the point of this? Is it yeah. just the breakfast club but with swords?" And like the cat thing? I think the cat thing really bothered me. Like what he's thing? mad about get, the cat's mad about getting castrated.
2: Yeah. I think the book's stupid. Well, I think it's I think it's a really fun fantasy adventure. Like you know, if the afterlife was a fantasy world, then this is and every all your relationships can't you know carried over. Yeah, I, 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 I
1: just I I just like it. I mean, I I like the fantasy aspect. I like the I like the linkages to her previous life, but it's a new world. And so in, the, in this issue, she found her husband, but uh, he was taken captive. But she uh, so she got there too late. But she found that he's married and has kids in this new world. And it's like you know, and I I think the conflicts, the idea that a relationship would just continue in this next phase of life uh, is an assumption that we all made, and and this was a, that was a real kind of slap in the face. And and it's, it still feels like it's building towards something bigger. And I, I just, I, I, but you I, knew a thing was going to happen. Sure,
0: yeah. Like yeah. like I was like oh he's dead or something. Like yeah. like it was it was so t- uh, telegraphed, you know, that yeah, yeah, yeah. there was going to be something that went wrong. Yeah.
2: Anyway. I, it's not it's, I'm actually really sad it's only six issues around. Oh. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's fine. Can't like everything. Uh no, I, I didn't like the when you did the space one. You loved it. That's all. It's all it all comes out in the wash. It's fine. Uh, unworthy Thor number 5. Um, we called please. this, right? We called this. Well, you we called it because they already mentioned it. Did they? Okay. I thought this, this, this big reveal. I was like, wait, did we talk about this already? Yeah, because there was like oh. a passing reference to how uh, Gore was correct, and I, that's yeah. why I was confused as to what the big reveal was. Because it was it was touted as being the big reveal as to why Thor was unworthy, but they'd already talked about why he was unworthy, yeah. which was- all that can go screw. I liked a couple of things about this a lot. I like
0: Olivier Coypel a ton. I could watch him draw this all day. I think Thor looks rad in this book. Yeah. What Do you watch him draw? Are you at his house? Some days. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know, but that's not the point. Do you have point. a camera? Yeah, I just, yeah. I just play right. I Will Possess Your Heart at him. Um... That was a very specific indie music reference. Um, I really like the way that Thor is drawn. I like him hanging out with Beta Ray Bill. I like, I like him just saying, no, Bill, listen. Just referring to him as Bill makes me really happy for some reason I can't really quantify. And then I really like the, last, um, the end of that scene where, where Thor basically just goes, perhaps more importantly, my brother, what I am right at this very moment with every fiber of my immortal being is thirsty. And then they just drink. And for a moment, what I thought was, and this is like a stupid name droppy thing, I thought, really glad that I have drank with the man who wrote those lines. (laughs) And I felt blessed and I felt happy because it like, I was like, that's what Thor is. Yeah. Like at the end of it, he's been so self-serious for everything. And he's like, dude, we need to go get drunk. And (laughs) I just, I just thought it was fun. Um, I really liked that, and and it and it looked great too. But that was like, if I had a favorite like panel of the week, and or like a beat,
2: I, that was my favorite beat of the week. Cool. I just, I, it's, I it's just a new, stru- it's a new segment here on I Fanboy Beat of the Week. Or <laughs> <laughs> I Fanboy does its old bits. Um, <laughs> I just struggle with ultimately the, what the point of it was. Yeah. I mean it, it felt kind of like
1: well no well what it, what what it seems like what it seems like this issue was it was Thor coming to terms with the unworthiness and looping around finishing like that. that up and then also put Asgard back in its place and um it folded in thanos as a villain of that regard and it really it feel i feel and it sets up the next and it even teases this the, the you know thor didn't take that hammer and they're going to introduce a new ultimate thor which i don't understand what the point of that is but i like that idea that we're going to have like nine different thors running around at the same time so that's fine
0: some people yeah, you can well, have multiples like out, others you can i i enjoy it i mean i think it's all one one piece from the very first uh gore storyline.
1: Yeah. And I don't feel and I still don't feel like the story's over. I feel like this was like a little connective. This was a little little episode that is now going to be whatever the next thing is. So, um, I, I, hey, I, I, Jason Aaron got me reading Thor, which you guys know I'd never read Thor before. for years. No, but I, like I like the
0: idea that like the first it's not that Thor is unworthy. It's nothing that he did. It's that this thing that he fought a long time ago, you know, was ultimately right. And we had that thought as we were reading it, you know, like, well, he's kind of got a point. And yeah. Thor's a good guy, but ultimately it's a problem with the system, and, and yep. he's accepting that, and it's a it's, it's very adult kind of thing. I don't know. It's cool. I, I don't mean adult. like it, just, it was like a mature sort of choice. Anyway, dug it. Uh, I just, I've been trying to read Spider-Gwen along with the Spider-Man, so I read okay. Spider-Gwen 18, and I could not help but gloss over any of the Spider-Gwen parts and then really enjoy the Miles and Gwen parts. There was this really sort of nice scene at the end where they kind of have seen themselves together in the future. And they were like, we, we can't deal with that right now. And they're like, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine for now. Uh, okay. I thought that was cute. There was a whole, I don't know what the hell the Spider-Gwen parts were about. I really like the Robbie Rodriguez <laughs> art. And I, I thought the writing was fine. I just, I just, I couldn't bring my, I'm like, I, this is a whole thing I don't, I don't feel like unwrapping or spending time with. So I read like half of it. Okay. That's what you get All when you make me cross over now.
1: all right well those are the books that we read this week Uh, but you made us read a book right Connor
2: yes so if you're a patron at patreon.com slash ifanboy you get to vote every week on a book and we're still seeing a surge in voting and also a surge in uh, advocating in in the comment section this week which was great and the book that many people advocated for was the book that won XO Manowar number one that's right Valiant got on the list Yep. everyone can stop emailing now they broke uh, through. They're going to have to keep emailing unless I'm um, regular. So before we get into this particular issue, really quickly, so I was never a Valiant person. Right. Right. When, when Valiant came out in the early 90s, I, I feel like this might have been just my friends. And you guys can tell me if it was, but you either read Valiant or you read Image. Right. And – me and most of my friends read Image, and I had like one random friend, Patrick. You guys know Patrick read. <laughs> of course, read, Patrick read Valiant. Read like Turok <laughs> and all those books. I never, I never read a single Valiant comic uh, back then originally. And then when it relaunched, we talked about was it Archer and Armstrong? Yep, was that the book? Talked about be. that a bunch of times. Uh, Josh and Paul read that, and they talked about that. So it's not that Valiant has never been on the show. It's just that we're not really Valiant people. So. Exo Manowar number one, one of, the, one of their most famous characters, I said that because I actually heard the name before, um, yeah. I know nothing about. So this was completely going in blank. And also, interesting side note, the review copy we got didn't have the cover. Yeah. And I, until, I, until we posted it for the pick, I didn't even know what Exo Manowar looked like. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, right. <laughs> uh, really interesting. I actually really enjoyed this.
1: I really nice. I really did too. I, I so I went into this somewhat, you know, like uh, Paul Rudd and Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> um, you know, kind of dragging my feet, and you because not because there's anything bad about Valiant. In fact, like I actually like the product Valiant puts out. You know, like I've seen, you know, in watching Valiant, their reemergence, and then watching them and seeing them at comic conventions and things like that. Like they put out r- the books are look really nice. They're good they, produced they're, books. They're, they're good people. Like they're not yeah. like they're not yeah. shoveling crap at us. They're they're really oh, trying they're to get good talent on them. Yeah, and it just but to Connor's point, it's just like it's a brand affinity where like the carryover from the early '90s where I wasn't a Valiant person carried over, and when they relaunched, I gave it a try and nothing really sucked. I enjoyed some Archer and Armstrong and stuff like that, but it, the or the first go around at XL Man Award didn't really get me. But this time, you know, this book is you know is written by Matt Kent, who I really like, and um, art by Thomas uh, Giorello, Giorello, um, who I've never seen before. He's but one I, of your
2: people, man. Just, I was gonna say, it.
1: yeah, but. Um, I, I finished this and I was like, and, and I do have a problem with the fact that the exo, the whole, the suit is, how much is the suit versus the man? For me, I feel like it's the suit and we didn't get the reveal of the suit until the last page, but I get that, you know, that's the cliffhanger and that sort of thing. But I thought this was really, looked really great and, and flowed really nicely. And I, I enjoyed this way more than I thought I would.
0: So I have no history with Valiant. Like literally, I don't think I knew it existed because it was all while I wasn't reading comics. So right. there's no tie to connect me to that. Um, also, I think that the words, the title, "Exo Manowar, <laughs> look stupid to me. And there's yeah. like, there's a... I don't even know what it means. I don't either. But it feels like it's of a time of a thing that I wouldn't have liked then or now or whatever. So I went into this completely... Um, blind i Angry. suppose I, no I, don't, I didn't even have any expectations arms, arms flailing anger i think you know what the thing is like i read a bunch of those valiant reboots when that stuff all came out and it's the same thing like i i thought i was like this is good it's really well done i just don't care
2: right.
0: um which is kind of where i am here like it's really well done i really like this art style and this thing but you know this could have just as well been uh one of those random conan issues
2: yeah well first um, I want to mention that Giorello I thought he had a kind of a Jerome Peña flair at times. Yes, yep, uh, very like, much. I th- I thought this looked really fantastic.
0: Like it was like Jerome Peña with like uh, um the it's like a frazetta Jerome Peña kind of thing yeah. going on. Yeah. Um which is great, you know, if you're into that.
2: Yeah. And so um the story is this dude Exo mana war. It's 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 <laughs> barbarian Clint Eastwood from uh yeah, Unforgiveness. He's, but, he's but, on but Planet we, Gorin. I don't know why or how. It doesn't really matter. He's on Planet Gorin, he's got a girlfriend, she's she's Blue. Azure. What was the name of the, the people? She's um, a blue lady. They were named after colors. The Azurians. And uh, she's got a tail and they apparently do sexy things with the tail. True. And uh, then they get attacked by the cad cadmiums. I know that because of Bob Ross, Cadmium Yellow. Um, and hopefully there's a yellow ochre out there and the <laughs> yellow team. Anyway, uh, he, he gets conscripted into the fight, doesn't want to fight. He's only got one hand and he's, he's, he's put literally into the cannon fodder unit where they just throw them at the, at the weapons so they can die. Uh, but he turns out he's a badass uh, warrior and uses his one hand and, uh, you know, helps, you know, get a beachhead into this, into this attack on this castle or whatever it is. And at the end, and he's got a little bit of the Exo Manowar, I guess, tech in a ring, and then he calls upon the whole armor at the end, but we don't actually see it. Um, I, I, I thought it was fun. I,
1: I liked, liked it. it. I thought it was good. I, 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 enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I did so, too. Like uh, I, it was. I was at no point I was like I don't want to read this. I didn't get bored of it.
0: But at the end of it, I was like, I'm not, I'm not sucked in. I thought it was really well done. I thought it looked yeah, great. I, read great. It, it,
1: I mean the 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 Conan compar comparison you know, Conan with some sci-fi tech like it feels like yeah, it's a mix like Conan, of that yeah. yeah it feels like a mix of that and but yeah but Josh I see your point like when we get to uh, whether or not we're gonna stick with it or not I mean that 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 I think is a bit of the question it, um it, it for wasn't me. it was it was really
0: well done but there wasn't anything special about it that made me think oh I need to add this to my busy slate of books right.
1: And and and, and, that, and that's the and that's the challenge with the with 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 reading sure. these new books and and these new publishers and that's the that's the big kind of thing with so many um and that's hard I mean you, with so many pu- with so many new publishers and so much new content available it's it's making those decisions is very difficult. So. And why and I do you think, think that, that DC and had, Marvel are publishing so many books? Right, exactly to keep us from doing that. And totally. assume
0: that if you have like any sort of hint of um, familiarity or 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 fondness for this character. Then this is going to be great for you. This is going to be this is going to be the version of G.I. Joe Cobra for that mm-hmm. person that G.I. Joe Cobra was for for Connor and I, right? Right? Maybe I, that's that's. But but if you never had a, if you never had an affinity for and the thing is Connor and I we, we would sit there and just say oh man even if you don't like G.I. Joe you can read this book. But anybody who doesn't give a shit about G.I. Joe probably wasn't going to do it though, right? Man, yeah. and I feel like that's what this must be because I like it's a good book. They're all good books. I've I've looked at them. I
1: just you know okay all right so that said ratings
2: ratings ratings and crimson um
1: <laughs> i give it a four uh, i also give it a four
0: we'll go three and a
2: half all right and uh sticking with it i'm gonna give it one more issue just right. so they don't get the email saying you guys won't even give valiant a chance and i'm i'm with you too i'm gonna do the same thing
1: same all right look at that so good job patrons um, so yeah, so you can get in on the action. You can make us read a book and try to get us to talk about it uh, by going to patreon.com slash ifanboy and signing up there. Uh, and also patrons who sign up at the $5 or higher level, we bestow them with a dumb superpower that you can treasure and brag to your friends about and talk about it on mm-hmm. Twitter, which many people like to do. Um, and again, by going to patreon.com slash ifanboy, that's where you can sign up to get that. And so Josh is going to start things off. Big week. Josh gets two patrons this week to give powers to, and I bet you he's not prepared. So Josh, take it away. Caleb McKee keeps perfect time
0: all the time. He's never late. He's always he knows how long it takes to get somewhere to the he's, millisecond. Yeah, I mean, like if you needed to go, that he just says his internal clock is perfectly aligned to the movements of the Earth around the sun. Mm. Uh, and it's uh, it's I, every time I want to say one of these, I start to go, it's uncanny. And I and I, <laughs> I'm like, I see why Stanley used that. It's really perfect. Um, it really is, yeah. Yeah, he keeps perfect time. He's 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 spot on all the time. Unlike uh, your narrator here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right, good job. All right, uh, so Zachary Field, I want to thank him for a sponsor for patron being a patron of I Fanboy. Zachary uh, has the ability to knit anything. <laughs> is this is like a no like knowledge. With no prior knowledge, it's kinda like Lego, but with yarn and knitting. And like it's not just clothes. He can he can knit a VCR. He can knit a look like a VCR. That's the amazing thing. It's functional. It works. He I a, says I have a
0: question for you. <laughs> yes. If you look around you, say three hundred and sixty degrees around you, do you see yarn
1: right now? No, I do not. Okay. Just I'm just curious. Oh no, 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 I understand. I know you think that I'm just looking around at me, but no, no. This is all just this, this came to me on the subway the other day. Okay.
2: <laughs> Someone was knitting. A- <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> Joshua Lincoln Nelson sounds like a Civil War general. It does. Uh, remember how Iron Man had, had the roller skate boots? Yes. Um, he, can, he can, and also how like, Wolverine's claws come out of his hand. Well, Joshua Lincoln Nelson has roller skate wheels that come out of the bottom of his feet. Oh, cool. Yeah. Was he born was he born with them? Well he's a mutant. He was developed oh, in yeah. you know, he had puberty or whatever. Uh, now he's not through his shoes, so if he wants to skate, he's gotta take his shoes off. But he can he's just got always got roller skate feet at the ready.
1: That, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool power. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean it's a little weird. Yeah, it's closed. weird. Yeah, no, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I mean, learning to walk must have been a challenge. Well, he can he can tuck them back in like
2: Wolverine's claws.
1: They're not always right. Ours. No, but but did he? But did he know how to do that as a baby? Did he have to
2: learn that, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Yeah. You know, it didn't just come to him. There's a lot of falling down. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, or kid.
2: Also, no, these are not inline skates. These are roller skates. So they get the four oh. wheels.
1: Okay. Yeah, so they're not cool.
2: No. <laughs> Depending on the year.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool.
0: Uh Colton Kalinowski, in addition to having a wonderful name, by the way, <laughs> um, has the power of the cone of silence. Ooh, oh wow. man, that's great! For that's around him, at a radius of about three feet, he can block off all sounds. That's what, uh. that
2: one. I feel like came from somewhere personal. <laughs> all of them do.
0: The thing was is that I look down. I have a little. I make a note when I think of something. I put it in the list, and all I saw was cone of silence, and I went, I don't know what that meant. And so I (laughs) had to reconstruct it just now. Yeah. But I think that's what it was. It was just – shut it all up. I may have just been searching for noise-canceling headphones for uh, my (laughs) cross-country flights because that's the thing that happened.
2: Uh, Well, there you go. If you want your own superpower, go to patreon.com slash ifanboy. Get your own superpower. You can vote with the patron pick. You can do all kinds of fun stuff uh, there. Yes. I have another thing written there,
0: and I, I don't want to give it away. I have no idea. It's one word. I have no idea what it means. Save it. Save it for next week. I am. I'm just. <laughs> and now I was like, I want to delete it. And I was like, no, I think I'm going to try to work with it just as a personal challenge. You can go to ifanboy.com support. If you would like to be part of this cavalcade of fun, uh, there you can sign up to patreon.com ifanboy. And if you're over $5 a month or higher, then you will get on the list in the waiting line, as it were, to get yourself uh, a custom... Uh, 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 superpower uh, made up by us that pretty much talks about what's going on in our psyche. Um, also, that that just helps uh, you support this show uh, in in this in this world where there are so many things going on that are vying for your attention, and and you have a sort of a good way to to say to the creators who are doing stuff that, that you like, um, you want to support them, you want them to keep going, and it means a ton to us. Uh, also, there's overall uh, Patreon goals from everybody. Um, t-shirts are coming. There have been discussions. There have been emails. There have been decisions made, and now they're it's design- a
1: matter. Designs happening. Yeah,
0: it's there's, there's just a matter of, of uh, final implementation. So that will be a thing that will be available uh, thanks to sort of reaching overall uh, patron goals. Um, also, uh, there you will find uh, ifam.com slash support. You'll find a link to our Amazon um, affiliate link, which will just take you to a, a page that looks exactly like Amazon.com. and does everything it does and hooks you into all their services. But if you use that link, uh, then we will get a little piece of your purchase uh, as, a, as a way to... To uh, inadvertently help out the show without even meaning to, you don't, you don't have to do anything. You just have to click through it there, and then just bookmark that thing as your Amazon uh, web page, and you're done. Um, that is actually a huge part of, of supporting the show. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a massive part of it. So we thank everybody who does that. I always like it when people from other countries are like, "Can we do it?" You know, because that means that they're thinking about it, and so that that's that's good. And finally, you can find a uh, donation uh, if you want to make a direct donation to PayPal because uh, you like what's going on—a one-time thing. Uh, you can do that there too. Um, we're heading towards the end of tax season. So yep. if, I mean, I think if you, if you're really trying to shed some, uh, some paper, some money on paper, I don't know that we can help you with that, but we're willing to
2: try. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll give it a shot. A good we're faith effort. not
0: a 501, 501, 3C. I don't believe. No.
2: Yes, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. We can we can submit paperwork in time, though. If that'll yeah. be. A, these all might be crimes. I. This is all for entertainment value. There's no uh, legal. Uh, you know blame. what though?
0: Let's send a lot of money and find out.
1: What what I what I'm glad about this is that we haven't recorded any of these conversations and released into the public for, as evidence. So
0: Zed, we're right. safe there. I do there. not believe that we are doing anything illegal. I'm pretty sure yeah. that holds up, Your right, Honor. Right. Yeah. I didn't believe at the time that this was illegal. It's on, it's on tape.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just an idiot, <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, criminal right. law has to show intent, but
1: traffic laws do not. Ron, let's do one email. All right, let's do one email. We're going to hear from Ryan from Australia, who says, Good day, y'all, all the way from Sydney, Australia, home of Hugh Jackman, the Reavers, and dare I say, ACDC. I'm going to ignore that. All honestly, all honesty, really love your show. Keep up the great work. Very entertaining. <laughs> Couple of quick questions. First, Logan and your discussion on the special edition podcast. I know the X Men timeline is a hot topic with you guys. The end credit sequence at the Weapon X facility in X Men Apocalypse is that meant to be a lead into Logan, or is it just Brian Singer being Brian Singer?
2: I don't even remember what that sequence was.
1: Haven't seen I, the movie. I don't. Uh, I don't remember. Um, Exactly. But my guess is that the argument is that it's a lead into Logan and, yeah. and X-23 and all that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, that's my if That's guess. what it was. And yeah. I completely blocked it out. Then that's probably what it was. Yeah. Because I, I, my, the next film doesn't seem to have anything to do with the next film in that line doesn't have anything to do with that.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I want to say it's like 25 percent. That's 75 percent. Brian Singer being Brian Singer.
2: Well, it, it can be both. Yeah, it can. Yeah. So, in the post credit sequence, men in suits visit the Weapon X facility to retrieve data on Stryker's mutant research, including an X-ray and a blood sample marked marked Weapon X on behalf of the Essex Corporation. So that would that's it seems that's a hundred percent lead into Logan. That's hundred because
1: yeah, because yeah, the, the the facility in Mexico that made X-23 was from the Essex Corporation. Yeah,
2: so, and they used yeah. that DNA from the blood. So there you go. Yep, yes. there
1: it is. So it says not Brian Singer. It's totally leaded. Okay, um, Josh, this one's for you. There are albums and movies that I feel are ahead of uh, ahead of its time and often panned by critics prematurely, with not giving the opportunity to breathe. In this day and age with numerous outlets of social media, it can be very difficult to have an opinion. With that being said, is there a movie, book, comic, or album you feel over time has you've changed your opinion on? For me, I rewatched Enemy of the State and it blew me away as to, as to, as to how good it is. As for albums, Faith No More is the real thing. is timeless. Love to hear your thoughts.
2: I'm going to skip right past his examples. Um, yeah. I think that it's very easy to have an opinion with social media. So that's part of the problem with well, social
0: media. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, this is the, this is starting to get to me about like the Marvel series, or anytime a comic book movie comes out now, like everybody hates it, or it's the best thing ever. So, and then there's something else in your face ten minutes later, so you've forgotten and moved on.
1: But what are you I was, I was about? just I was just talking about that phenomenon the other day at work, where we we're talking about how every time a movie or a TV show comes out, it's like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever, and then you get some time and you go back, and you're like, I don't know if that was as good as I thought it was. Yeah. But,
0: you know what? Yeah. I know an example. This is the opposite of what he asked. Okay. But, like, I, I, try, I tried to watch Spaced again.
1: Oh, mm. interesting. And it's really
0: good, but it's definitely of a time. I mean, basically, that's, have, that's Kevin Smith's whole career, except not really good. Right. Like, it doesn't do that. But okay, but so I'm, I'm going to take his question. Um, I made people angry there really quick, and I just went right past it. Um <laughs> Now, space is great for a lot of things,
1: but it didn't resonate with me the same way when I, I, I just I just revisited the rave episode because uh, I yeah. saw Trainspotting Two and I had underworld stuck in my head, and then the next thing was the you know, I mean, there's space a lot rave. of really yeah, wonderful yeah.
0: things about it. Yeah. um yeah. either way, but th- that is a style I think that has worn on me yeah. as we've gone into the nerds winning everything, I guess uh albums for me, like that's always the kick. A- an album never resonates with me f- for years often like I won't like all my favorite albums I didn't like at first like the first time somebody had me listen to okay computer uh I was like what is all this this is terrible and it was like a long time before I I sort of notched in I mean
1: well as we found most recently you're pretty slow on the uptake when it comes to music (laughs) no totally but like I need to find a way in I need to find a connection
0: to it but you know to this day like I'm listening to music that's 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 30 40 years old regularly but it's new to me and 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 it, like when you click in, like oh I I get why people thought this was important. Now not every album that's great to somebody isn't going to be great to you. It's all super subjective. But like that happens to me all the time. Um,
2: I don't I don't know. I that feel that like your def- your default reaction to most media is this is terrible, and then, like, <laughs> then eventually you come around to it. Some of it. Yeah, that's a defense mechanism
0: to a certain extent because there's just so much, and not everything can be good. So I have to winnow down, like what I think is great. Um, yeah, that's, that's a little more harsh, but I can see why it looks like that to you. This is probably terrible, but I have to, and, and if, if, like, if, if I can't be sure that it's gonna be pretty good, I don't, I don't put time in because I just don't have the time.
2: But I love discovering something I love. Like, that's huge. Ron, give one example.
1: No. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's something something that you change your opinion on. I mean, good or bad. I'm trying to good. think like something something that I think something that something that I thought was bad that now I think is good, or something that then I thought was good and now no, I think no, it was it's, bad. No, no. Something,
2: something that was bad now I think is good,
0: or or like it was okay and then you saw it later and you're like, oh no, it's much better than I thought it was. That must yeah. happen. Like if you watch, you know, there's a lot of movies that came out in the '70s that you probably like. Unforgiven is a great example. The first time I saw it, I didn't get it. I didn't know what it was about. Then later I saw it like, you know, 10 years later and I was like, oh, I totally see what they're trying to do here. And this is a masterpiece.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I just I just I I think I either like everything and really like it for the life of it. Or I don't like things when they come out and remember not liking them.
0: And then there's Ron's special thing is (laughs) I already don't like that because somebody's involved
1: with it with something I didn't like before. Well, there's a legacy dislike of that, yeah. yeah. But that's a tough one. I gotta think about this one. Anyway, we got uh, we got one last question that's mainly for Connor. Uh, now that the Batman movie is getting rewritten with a new director, is there a storyline that you feel you'd like to see on the big screen? My vote is for the Court of Owls, Part One and Two, and and this I feel could be very scary and amazing. Then you can lead into Under the Red Hood. I feel up to this point they haven't really used any strong story arcs in the Batman universe, and this is the perfect opportunity to do so. Batman vs Superman doesn't count, and as it was a big pile of garbage.
2: That part- well. I mean, you couldn't do under the red hood. It doesn't have any resonance because you haven't built any of these characters up. Right. It's like the it, it, it's the mistake that Star Trek Into Darkness made is they 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 tried to steal the steal the resonance of an old story without earning it in the current universe. So if they just did a story about how his old dead partner came back, it wouldn't you wouldn't care because you never met the partner before. Um, I guess, I mean, I don't really. I can't even feel. Like, I can't make a constructive statement about these movies. Like they're so they're so bad from the get go, from conception. That I, it doesn't really even matter at this point. What they they did, Dark Knight Returns in the last movie, the best Batman story ever, and it was terrible. So it doesn't yes. really matter what story they choose because the execution of it is going to be awful. It won't help to pick a good story to, to, to adapt.
0: Just look at the root of the question. Like, is there a Batman story that you think would make a good feature film? supposing it was it was it was uh you know executed well.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh they kind of did year 1 for yeah. Batman Begins and that was really that worked really well. Um So where would you go uh, from there? You know, if they had actually done The Dark Knight Returns as a story, that would have been really good. Um Do you think like
0: uh What if they did like uh like Death in the Family? It didn't necessarily have to be Jason Todd. That'd be I was going to say that'd be too dark, but I guess that's not possible.
2: Or yeah, like, I mean that's all. That would be. I mean, they hinted at that too. I mean, they, they, the demon, the the Rajal Ghul story. That be son of the demon. That'd be son cool. Yeah, demon. I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, the thing Bat, is, like Batman not, versus Spawn. Batman versus <laughs> Spawn. Batman versus Punisher. Um, like Cataclysm. There's a, I, you know, I don't really. I'm not really looking for storylines to be adapted in the movies. Well, that's the thing.
1: I was going to say, I don't, see, I don't see them doing that much more anymore. I feel like they're going to go off and just tell their own little stories as opposed to adapting the comic stories. I mean,
2: Marvel's doing it in a sense, but they don't do broad strokes. I, I I don't... Movies and comics are so different that I'd rather they just tell a good story. You know, like, the animated series didn't really adapt stories in the comics. They just told good stories, and that's... Right. You know, just do that. Right. But so hire Dini. Is what I'm hearing,
0: and uh, if I had to
2: pick one, just you know, who show
0: sure ran the animated series? Alan. It was
2: um, uh, sh- oh come on, Alan. I'm getting old. you ask questions like this. Burnett, Alan Burnett. Thank you, Alan Burnett. Yep. Um, if I had to pick one, yeah, sure. Let's do Death of a Family. Definitely
1: all right so thanks for the email you can email us and get on the action by emailing us at contact.ifanboy.com please keep them short let us know where you are and tell us how long you thought about them you didn't do that uh ryan you should know better
2: no i would do a robin year one story where we introduce the character of robin and then that would lead to a death in the family and there therefore in the family would have residence
1: yeah
2: i
0: will never forget when superman showed up in a death in the family by the way
2: yeah 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 Very cool. All right. So email us at contacttheknifeanboy.com. Connor, what we got coming up? So this week we have our Booksplode episode. Ron and I talked about The Flash by Mark Wade, book one. Talked about our love of The Flash, our history of The Flash as a character in the comics, and how much we love him and why we love him. And so that show will be coming at you this week, courtesy of the patrons.
1: Yes, thank you. And uh, we got some uh, new TV and movie stuff to talk about. As we mentioned earlier, Iron Fist dropped by Netflix last week. We're going to start watching it, but it's going to be a while until we actually get around to doing a podcast about it, so bear with us. Um, But also – I mean, you've seen the cacophony of reviews.
2: I don't, you know, like it doesn't matter. I don't. uh, I'm. You're affected. I don't care about the reviews.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, No. I know. But I mean, but yeah. I. I just would be would be very surprised if we come out and be like, wow, this was really good. You know, like uh, enough people that I trust have been down on it.
2: I'm not prejudging it. I don't care. I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. I'll judge it for myself. The reason why I haven't watched it is completely unrelated to anything that's happened. That's fair. Yeah. You got a lot going on.
1: Um. But additionally, a uh, a new comic book movie opened this past weekend. Uh, called Wilson. Starring Woody Har- Harrelson. Uh, and it's based on the Daniel Klaus graphic novel, and uh, I love this graphic novel. I'm gonna go see the movie at some point. I'm gonna find somebody to talk about it, so you can expect that at some point as well too. If you would like to see a Wilson podcast, please tweet us and let us know that you're interested in hearing this. But uh, <laughs> I just like that it's it's uh it's more of an indie movie, comic book movie. You know, we shouldn't we shouldn't ignore those. It's not mm-hmm. on any of the lists. That's all I'm saying. When they talk about comic book movies for 2017, Wilson is not there, and it
2: should be. That's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who do we call
0: about this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, don't call us, but you can head over to ifanboy.com uh, to find out about all of our other podcasts and all the content that's up there. You can talk about this show, leave your comments, tell us what you think. You can, of course, go to iP- uh, go to the support page to find out all the stuff we talked about before. And you can go to facebook.com slash ifanboy. And at ifanboy on Twitter, you're going to find out what the pick of the week is before... Uh, that happens, and also we do tweet out some relevant information, uh, and and some light hijinks. It will be some light, light hijinks. Light, light hijinks. Uh, uh, you can follow us individually on Twitter at JAFlanning and at Ronxo, and at CSGO Patrick on uh, both Twitter and Instagram because we have it coordinated like that.
2: And if you like the show, please write us a review on iTunes or just leave a star rating. Any any if you got two seconds, just leave a star rating. If you got thirty seconds, leave a quick review. It really helps people find podcasts. Keeps them up at the top and relevant. When people are searching for comics podcast, it helps people find them if they have more reviews. So we thank everyone who does that. And better yet is to tell somebody, you know, so tell somebody you know. Somebody who reads comics, doesn't read comics, used to read comics. We, actually, we hear a lot from people who no longer read comics but keep, keep up on what's happening through our show. So if you have a friend like that, tell them about our show. They might like it. Yeah. Who knows? I make no right. promises. No promises. None. <laughs> Those storylines are going to have holes in them. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I'm Josh. Cone of silence.